right back with another Black Window Cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World, and this is episode 183. Today's guest is producer extraordinaire Andrea Savadera, a.k.a. Produced by Dre. Dre is one of the illest producers in the game right now, having worked with artists like Post Malone, J Balvin, Nipsey Hussle, Snoop Dogg, so many more artists, it's, I can't even list them all. Today, Dre breaks down the producer role and what her day-to-day is like on set. She gives us behind-the-scenes stories on her latest project for Post Malone's Circle music video and shares her experience working with director Colin Tilly. She shares stories of working with Travis Barker, Lil Wayne, and Rick Ross on the new music video Give Me Brain and what it's like working with director Andrew Sandler on that. And she also gives examples of how being determined and positive on set can go a long way for the production and get you more gigs in the future. We cover all of this and so much more, so stay tuned. This is a great episode. But I also wanted to let you know that we released two other episodes today and you should definitely check those out when you have time. On episode 182, we have director Tony Ascenda, who gives some crazy behind the scenes looks at how he created his hit Netflix series, American Vandal, and the opportunity to direct three episodes on the new FX series, Dave. And on episode 184, we have photographer and past podcast guest, Dusty Kessler, who shares some insight to working with Budweiser during the Super Bowl for the past two years and everything that goes behind the scenes for projects like that. Make sure to download those episodes on whatever podcast platform you're listening to and check them out when you get a second. But if this is your first time tuning in the podcast, you are probably wondering. What the fuck is Black With No Cream? Great question. Black With No Cream is the illest educational resource for content creators fueled by caffeine. Or at least I take my coffee Black With No Cream, but you can drink or not drink whatever caffeine you fuck with and still be a part of our community. We have thousands of members from all around the world working together by sharing content, asking for feedback, passing tips and tricks along to one another with the goal of pushing each other to become the best motherfucking content creators on earth. And you can join our private group if you want to by going to bwnc.com slash join. We would love to fucking have you. Please join. We are stoked for you to hear this interview today, but before we get started, I wanted to let you know about our new second channel that we just created on YouTube called the BWNC Podcast Highlights. We upload some of the best, most jam-packed, educational, and entertaining moments from each episode and give them to you packed with B-roll and behind-the-scenes content. And without further ado, I bring to you my episode with Andrea and the most epic podcast intro ever created, right motherfucking now? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got Dre in the house. What's good? How are you? How you been? Can you hear me? Oh, you broke out. Oh, shit. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you again now. What's happening? I was saying, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for doing this. Uh, I know you're probably swamped and chilling in your crib. Um, So thank you for making time for us. God bless you. Anytime. Um, I love black with no cream. Shout out to you, you guys. I know. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to Andrew for putting you on. Fucking yeah. the goat. Um, I think this would be cool as a producer. You know, you've produced with just pretty much everyone, which is ridiculous. You spent a ton of time working with Nipsey, right? Yeah. Yeah. You've, and obviously Colin Tilly, you've worked with all these major artists and stuff. For for people who don't know who you are, how, how do you usually summarize yourself when you meet somebody? Um, my name's Andrea. I'm a producer. Um, people call me Dre. And I do all types of content. I do commercials, I do films, I do music videos, branded content, social posting things, and basically anything that's content-based, we can create it. Yeah, (laughs) so you stay busy. You stay busy balancing all this. I think it's cool. This is a great time to like kind of analyze from a producer standpoint on projects. Um, So I I have two projects I think we could talk about, but um, first it's like identifying what's the difference between a line producer and a producer for those who don't know. Cause I imagine this community is 
the range is all over the place, right? Of who who's experienced and who has no experience. But I know for mm-hmm. sure moving into LA, I was like, I don't know what the fuck these roles are, or what people do. So could you describe what those roles are that you usually cover and how you do yeah, it? Yeah, totally. So um, producer and line producer, depending on the project, sometimes can work hand in hand. Sometimes the producer is also the line producer, um, depending on the scale of the project. When there is separation between producer and line producer, the line producer really just makes sure the line by line and everything within the production happens within budget and is saving money or is making sure it's making the right decisions. And it's basically the one that gives the final approval. The producer is kind of the one that will oversee everything um, mm. and make sure everything goes you know, according to plan. But realistically, sometimes people will do line producer slash producer roles together in a project or you know, if you have a separation, that's always great that you know, will give you more support within the project. Right. So do sometimes on set you feel like you're the bad guy? Um, you know, I've gotten really good at saying no, but it, have you, you have to be able to say no with, with reason. So like, let's say somebody wants to blow something up, We're like, okay, great. We could definitely do it. But if the city's not going to allow us to do it, then we can't do it. Um, so you figure out ways to make the explosion happen, but without actually having to break the rules basically. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think being a producer, you have to be the bad guy and you have to be the good guy, but you also have to be the one that makes the right decisions and makes the decisions that will benefit the project. Right. And before we get too deep into some of these projects and share some behind the scenes on them, what, how do you balance your work life with home life? Like for, I feel like, you know, being around Andrew all the time when I, he's the person that put me on. Right. So I'd be in the cars with him every day. We're going to set and him producing multiple projects and directing multiple projects. It's just constant phone calls and changing numbers and moving shit around. Like, how do you like allow yourself to turn it off at the end of the day or, or, you know, to completely balance it? You know, sometimes it's actually really hard to turn off your brain at night. So like, if you know, if you are practicing meditation, like a lot of people run into the problem of just not being able to stop thinking. And it's not so much about stopping to think, it's about making the time to really just let it go. You know, so obviously, like Andrew, we care about our job so much. Like we love what we do so much that we want the best, the best to happen for it. Like we want everything to go right. We want to make sure everything goes smooth. And sometimes that requires extra hours or extra time of the day that we have to put in extra meetings, extra places that we have to go scout or, you know, getting your hands dirty and doing things that you would normally be able to hire someone to do. Like maybe you have to do it yourself. And when it comes to like really separating the home life, I've, started making sure that my phone has do not disturb when it hits midnight and I make midnight, sure it doesn't go on until at least, you know, sometimes depending if I have a shoot the next day, like sometimes it'll be on all night or I'll just like, I won't even use do not disturb, but I have to literally force myself to, all right, Jay, you need to rest. Make sure you at least get eight hours or six hours of sleep, however much, you know, I could fit in and everything and really make sure I, I could just disconnect for a moment because if you're not okay personally, like it'll reflect on your work. So mm. I think making sure making the time for yourself at home is very, very important. Um, while also, not letting anything fall through the cracks. So it's right. a balance. It's a challenge. <laughs> and, what, and what's some of the ways that you stay organized on set? Like how do you balance, you know, all the things that have to be accomplished throughout the day and make sure that you're taking, you know, is it just carrying around notepads or, or having some sheets of paper or do you use your phone and what, like, is there any tools and things uh, that you found and put into practice? Yeah. So funny thing, when I worked with Andrew, one of the first times I worked with him, he actually made a point and like pointed out to me and I never really noticed it. But when I do projects, like no matter what's happening, whether I'm on set or I'm scouting or if I have a notepad or it's just my phone that I'm utilizing, like 
I write everything down. And so the director's like, oh, I want a megaphone. Cool. Megaphone. No. And as long as I write it down, I'll know I go back at the end of the day and make sure, okay, I got this, this, this. Tomorrow I can call them. I could do this, X, Y, Z. But he always said, like, whenever he would tell me something and I just, like, write it down real quick, he'd be like, wow, I love the fact that you just write it down all the time. And I'm like, yeah, well, there's so much going on. And especially, like, depending on projects that you're doing, like sometimes they're smaller, sometimes they're larger. Sometimes you have a production coordinator, an office PA, a production manager, line producer and producer, those five roles filled. Sometimes it's just you and your PM. And like, you gotta make sure again, nothing falls through the cracks. So really making sure that I write everything down is one thing that I do constantly on every single job. And I do it on my day-to-day basis. Like I'll, I'll remember like, hey, I need to get milk today. And I'll be like, okay, write, write it right. down. It's just a habit that I've had my entire life. Yeah, no, that's definitely super key in keeping yeah. your life together. <laughs> you, <laughs> things fall through the cracks and then that can create problems. Um, all right. So what I think would be cool is for us to kind of chop it up on two different projects that you worked on and kind of if you could share some of the experience and how things came together and just any stories in general would be cool. But first I think it'd be cool to talk about from the line producer standpoint, you worked with Colin Tilly, you've worked out with Colin several times, right? Yes, Colin and Jamie, they're absolutely incredible. Both of them are so hands-on, and I absolutely love Libraries and Jamie. She's such a, she's an angel, literally. <laughs> right, yeah, you guys you guys have been making some major smashes. Uh, this one I think we should talk about is the Circles music video. Yeah, the, the, the Game of Thrones, the game, I don't know if it's Game of Thrones inspired, but it definitely looks like it. It actually is, it is. is. It? I was yeah. like, this dude, this dude fell in love with and binged, watched, and then put this together. <laughs> Um, how, so you line produced for that one, yeah? I did. I did. So was that there a producer? One, go on, sorry. Was there a producer as well? Um, Jamie was the executive producer on that one, and then I line produced it, and then I had a PM and a coordinator as well, in an office PM. Nice. Okay, cool. So how, how did that all come together? How did, how did you start working with them in general? Um, so Tilly actually reached out to me on Instagram, believe nice. it or not. And then this was um, before Circles. We actually did a project with Logic. Um, and it was Boy in the Castle as well. So that was actually the first project that I produced for them and with them. So we did that project, everything went really well. And then literally at the end of rap, like that same night, he was like, Hey, and like him and Jamie had a conversation, um, as we're wrapping out, you know, I'm getting paid for doing things, make sure people are paid out, things like that. And uh, they come up to me like, Hey, so, uh, what do you think about jumping on this one? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know? So then from there I ended up working on another project with them. So, um, it was great. I loved it. Circles was a challenge for sure. It was hot. Um, there was a lot of days to prep. We had stunts, we had cranes, we had track for days. Like we had so much dolly track on that. And like, I, I just remember working inside in, in the desert that like it was, it's basically the desert. Um, it's like in the hills area, but it's basically all dirt and some grass and land it's hot there's mosquitoes you know it's we're getting into and once it gets nighttime it gets cold so like having the crew um that we did have for that made it really easy because the crew was amazing like everyone worked so hard and everyone knew like what they were getting into you know and i remember the prep up until the actual shoe happened it was just non-stop it was like okay this figure out this figure out this how to do this and it was a challenge. And that's why I absolutely love working with Tilly and Boy and the Castle and Jamie. Because every project they do, they challenge. And, like, they go above and beyond. Like, they never try and just do, like, all right, cool. Like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, let's just do this this way. We'll right. get with it, do it this way or whatever. They want to really break the barrier and challenge, and challenge. So, so I love that about them. Where did you guys shoot this at? It was in the desert? Um, it wasn't in the desert. It was in uh, Sumi. 
Sydney Valley, Valley, I want to say. Nice. I can't remember the exact name of the location, but I know it's in Sydney Valley. So what? Where? Where did you guys? You said you shot it in the desert, right? Uh, yeah, it was um, in Simi Valley. It was like desert type of land. It was mostly in the hills and everything. Don't remember the exact name of the location, but I know it was in Simi Valley. Was did you have to, Was that a multi-day shoot out there, or was it just one day? Um, it was a one-day shoot, but we did have to do a prep and then also a wrap day. So I think we had about three three prep days for that. We had Art come in. We had Grip and Electric come in, or actually Grip come in um, to lay out uh, dolly tracks beforehand. We had so many, so we had to right. make sure that they prep as much as we could, so we could actually make our day um, mm. on the day. <laughs> Crazy. Um, what do you What do you think it is? You know, from that first shoot you did with Colin, from your work ethic or whatever. What do you think it was that they saw in you that made them want to throw you the invite back? Um, I think it's. Part of it, I think it's my personality as far as like how I handle projects when it comes to making things happen. I always try um, and keep the focus of a positive, positive mindset with it. Um, the other thing I would think would be my work ethic. And also we just really connected, mm. you know? Um, one thing I know that Jamie has mentioned to me before in the past was there's been, a, like I know we did a project and um, it was crazy. Like there was just so much going into it. Like the circles one that we did, there was just so much happening. And I remember months later we reconnected and she was like, you know, if anybody else would have done that project, like they probably would have broke down and cried, but like the way you handled it, like I couldn't, she's like, I had to give all the credit, like kind of on that type of thing. And when she told me that, I was like, wow, she's like, I wanted to tell you this for so long, but I never actually got to like actually say it to your face. And then we reconnected like probably like a couple months ago, I want to say. And she told me that and I was like, wow, that's really cool for you to say that. And so yeah. I think, especially no matter what project you do, you got to have a positive mindset and you have to be prepared for it to not go as planned. And then also think on your feet and make sure you figure out the way to make it happen. Right. No, I love that. That's a, that's a nice pat on the back too. And I think a lot more people could do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, um, yeah. what, what do you feel like? So for some of the challenges that you faced as a line producer, what, what were some of those? As, I mean, obviously it sounds like there was, it was pretty hectic and there was tons of things going on. So yeah, was it was just a, such a big project. You know, we had so many details from wardrobe to art department, to stunts, to getting the sort of like, you know, we had to get approval from Colin for every little thing that we wanted, which is obviously the way you do things in most, most productions with the director, you want to make sure everything that we get for them is exactly what they want. You mm -hmm. know, so we had to make sure we were ahead of the the, the curve and making sure that we had enough time to get all the logistics prepared also make sure that the crew is all notified. Everyone's properly booked. Everyone's, you know, gets the information. Everybody knows where they got to be and what time and things like that. And also, excuse me, and also making sure that, um, you know, everyone does it safely. Like safety is a huge thing, um, which is why we made sure that we had enough time to prep, to shoot, to wrap it without having to cause any sort of um, safety issue to the crew. Right by like rushing or whatever. Cause w was there a lot of actual fire on set or no? Um, yeah. Shout out to Delzio. He's a really good friend of mine. Um, he does all of my pyrotechnics on projects. So whenever I do pyro or explosions or anything like that. And he, um, brought in smoke. We had, we had smoke, we had fire and we also had, um, like little smoke bombs or like, I don't know how to explain it, like colored smoke and things like that. Yeah, so yeah, right. it was really cool. It was really cool. It looked amazing on camera. <laughs> right. And with, with that, it's like there, you have to go around and make sure that there's the proper precautions and, and time to do everything. So no one, you know, gets burned alive. Or yeah, whatever. totally. And also since we're like the location that we were filming in, since there was so much greenery and so much just land, you have to make sure that the land that we're actually doing it on is prepared. So I know we had a prep day, like we had location come in with, um, 
what are they called? It's a construction thing where they basically pick out the dirt. I can't remember uh, the name. Skid loaders, skid loaders, or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Some shit um, like that. Basically, they had to come in and rake all the dirt, the dirt before we uh, got in there. Oh, also another thing, we had the lake in there. It's actually dried, so we had a water truck come in the day before, and it spent about eight to ten hours, like while we're prepping, doing the rest of like the other location because it's all in one location. It's just like a really large land, and we had the water truck come in the day before and fill up the lake because we couldn't afford to wait the lake to get filled up the day before wow. so that was interesting <laughs> wow that's yeah. so crazy that there's so many things that no one will ever know about that shit that the amount of work that goes into it and is that just literally like colin seeing something and telling you like we got to do this we got to fill up the lake we got to rake you know i, I need yeah. this to look like this yeah i mean he he's very collaborative with his team so like him him and his like go to his main team at boy in the castle they're all super hands-on from his creative direction to the actual directing itself like they all work as a team um mm. they all have a vision and they all contribute to it accordingly so right. it's definitely a team effort for sure that's insane. Um, yeah, it's so really then, cool. Switching to the from the from line producing to producing, one of the projects that you produced was um, "Give Me Brain," which is featuring it's Travis Barker's song featuring Rick Ross and Lil Wayne. Yeah, that Andrew Sandler directed, right? So if people haven't seen it, it's like crazy cars, fucking fire guns, um, <laughs> drumming in like a weird sphere. It's a ill ass. It's a ill ass concept. But like Ross wasn't there for the shoot either, so it was like. He was in Atlanta or something, I think, that they yeah. did a pickup shoot. Yeah, that was another challenge, figuring out a way to make it seamless, you know, making it seem like two different worlds, but still making the video look consistent and um, and have it flow well, you know, right. without it looking like, oh, you actually did shoot this at a completely different place. I think it really looked like we shot it all together in one day. So I'm yeah. really, really happy with how it came out. Andrew killed it. How did, how did that come to be for you? Like, how, how was the project? How did it kind of, like, fall into place? Um, it was great. I Andrew obviously hit me up for it. I worked with, with under one content with that one. Um, everybody was super hands-on and it was great. I love working with Andrew because he's some, he tends to always bring up things, um, and challenge me and be like, okay, so I want to use a, a fire blower. And I was like, okay, great. You know, we got to make sure like wherever we're doing this, it's like, we got to make sure the distance to the ceiling is high is, is enough. And we have all the safety precautions in place and things like that. So I, I love when a director challenges and like makes me, it makes me work harder and figure out ways to make things happen. You know, right, right. they make no, me good at my sure. job when it, it, it's like a training thing. It makes you better yeah. at your job. I think I remember him saying that, um, I think Wayne did Wayne, was Wayne only there for a little amount of time? Like, he, like yeah. in and out? Like so, he didn't really give much time um, to the video, So right? we, he comes out and like, we knew when Wayne was on set, like um, we wanted to get him in and out. You know, we don't want to waste his time. We don't want him waiting for too long. So what we did was he got to set, um, we had a moho and everything for him. He went straight on to set. Like he didn't even have to go on his moho and hang out or anything, or anything like that. And when he gets to set, we shot out his solo performance a few different times. Um, I know that they had a a conversation with the label that we wanted to do the um, all three of them um, kind of like on the stage or just like another performance with them doing that. And when we did that, um, we were switching, we were basically like had like a, like a two second moment where we were like flipping the lens or switching a battery, doing something where we're changing the setup. And um, they decide to do like an acapella version on the stage and they filmed it with like a DSLR camera. You know, we did a cool little thing. It came out really cool. Um, for social and everything. It was great promotion. And when we finished that, we looked like we 
basically looked around and Wayne was gone. And we were like, wait, what happened? And then I guess somehow they, I'm sure they probably just assumed that was it. Like, yeah. oh yeah, we got the take. We're good. You know, right. done. So I don't know how, how that kind of communication happened. It was just like, once again, he was there, he does that. Everyone's like, oh, okay, great, great, great. You know, now we're back to work getting like, well, we had that little break where we're setting up other things. Like we go ready to go. Like, all right, you know, where's he at? And then I remember Kilo running out. Kilo was our first AD on that. He's a great friend, amazing first AD as well. Um, he ran out, he went to go look for him. He was like, man, he left. So sometimes when it comes to projects, like you kind of just have to roll with the punches, you know? Right. So like that, we had to think of our feet. was like, great, look, we got what we got. He was happy. He looked amazing. So like, let's make it work in the edit. God, that's so funny. It's, yeah, I remember hearing that too, and I was like, "Damn, what a what a she, like picking off something for Instagram real quick." But yeah. you're there for the main the main goal of getting the music video accomplished. What were what were some of the other complications? Like, because Ross never was in LA, right? It was all all everything that he did was in Atlanta. Yeah, so everything with Ross was in Atlanta. So we did shoot Rick Ross in Atlanta. Um, he was great. Like working with Ross, he's absolutely incredible. Shout out to Rick. Um, and you guys, and flew there. we. I mean, realistically, there wasn't really too much aside from just having to figure out when that shoot was going to happen. We were kind of on standby. So we were just kind of waiting to make sure his schedules worked out and it was available. I was available crew that we wanted was available and thankfully it worked out. We were able to do a smaller crew in Atlanta. Um, I didn't have any like coordinators, anything on that one. It was just me and Andrew and then our art director and our DP and like obviously like other essential crew members and things like that. But you know, it was, it was great. I had a really good experience. Um, yeah. So if when there's you flew, one though, yeah, sorry, sorry, continue. real quick. But if there's one thing that, if you want me to talk about a challenge, I just did the job what I did with D Smoke and Snoop. Yeah. That one I basically pulled off. Like I wasn't that shit was basically not going to happen. And I figured I had to go down to like City Hall and physically talk to like the police department to get my approval. So like, what if you, you want to talk about that one, yeah, that's please, a really good. About, yeah, let's hear about this shit. So what? Because okay. uh, shout okay. out to D Smoke, he just won the um, what's that competition with Chance the Rapper and uh, all them. Damn, what what did he win? Oh, um, I can't think of the name either, but I know exactly what you're talking about. That's you know where he got, about? you know. He won, he won that and that like kind of catapulted his shit, but yeah. Snoop was like a judge or whatever. Yeah, it's, so, on, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Anyway, go on, carry on. So we were doing the project with D Smoke. Um, we did it through my production company called Better Days. And nice. uh, Sergio was our director, directed by Sergio on Instagram. Um, he's the one that I actually did all the Nipsey videos with. So like we, we have a great relationship known right, for right. the past like three, four years. Um, anyways, so we get the job and Sergio was like, hey, so we have a project, you know, with D Smoke, you know, obviously the prep happens, we're waiting for approval, budget gets sent in. So we get the approval right before the weekend. And I was like, oh, okay, great. You know, job's awarded. So like normally, like, well, it's stand like for me, at least, I don't like to put in any permits or spend any money until I know the job's happening. hundred percent right. contracts in jobs awarded. We're good to go. So I ended up um, getting the job awarded right before the weekend. So I was like, okay, great. You know, we're good to go. So I sent all my information to film LA and I was like, Hey, so we're going to be filming in Inglewood. This is where we're filming. Here's all the information. Great. Didn't hear back that day, you know, but normally film LA will just like, they're pretty on top of like their stuff. So Monday comes around and Monday we were scouting. We were shooting on Wednesday okay. and Monday comes around and we're, I'm on my way to the scout and I get an email from film LA and they were like, Hey, so, 
uh, you know, the location that you're actually filming in, it's actually in a different jurisdiction. So you have to go through Inglewood City Hall directly. And I was like, oh, okay, great, whatever. So I go, I hit up Inglewood City Hall and I speak to the woman, you know, I was like, hey, so I have a film shoot on Wednesday. I spoke, I actually, I put it through film LA thinking that's how I had to get the permit for this, but they told me you're, I have to go through you directly, yada, yada, I need the information. So she was like, yeah, so she sent me all the information. Um, she knew my shoot was on Wednesday, didn't mention anything about being like a red flag, you know? So I was like, okay, great. So I go to city hall, or no, I'm sorry. So I'm on with the scout and she was, and before we hung up the phone, she told me that I needed to get, uh, the, the the actual permit application had to be physical, so I had to drop it off physically, and I was like, oh my oh, okay, God. cool, easy. Right. So I go to the scout, we do the scout, you know, everything's going good, and um, I fill out the permit application. I go in, she was like, okay, great. So here's all the information you have to do. You have to go upstairs to floor three or something like that. Go talk to public works. You got to go to the um, LAPD, get their approval, and do all these different things. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And like normally you would hire someone, you know, like a location scout would be the one managing it. But my time was so crunch and like, I, I just had to get it done. So I did it myself. Right. And we ended up, um, yeah, we finished the scout. I go to city hall. She's telling me all these things. And then I go to public works. And I was like, Hey, um, I need to get this approved from you. He was like, Oh, we don't want to give any, we can't give you approval. until you get LAPD. And I was like, okay, great. Let me go talk to LAPD. I go to LAPD, the person that's supposed to sign off on the actual film permit and like give me approval, he's not there on Mondays. And I was like, oh, so I'm talking to the LAPD office. Like I'm there physically talking to the woman and like this other gentleman. And I was like, hey, so like I have a sheet on Wednesday. And like, again, I'm saying Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Everybody knows it's on Wednesday <laughs> and oh it's Monday. God. And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, you know call, just call you a voicemail, like come back tomorrow. Like we'll get to you. Da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, great. Sounds easy. So public works tell me I have to get signatures and stuff from uh, the neighbors, put new parking signs up, do everything like my, you know, do all of those little things. So I went back the next day to Inglewood um, and I got all my signatures, you know, I went door to door and I got all my signatures for both locations. There was two locations that we filmed in, in Inglewood. And then after that, um, I called up the LAPD and I was like, Hey officer, I can't remember the name. I had his card in in my other, my room. but I called up the officer. I was like, "Hey, so just a heads up, like I'm, I'm finishing up the signatures. I just have to get your, uh, your signature on this, so I can get public works to sign off, and then I'll be good." And then he was like, "When's your shoot?" And I was like, "Wednesday, mind you, this is Tuesday, okay?" He was like, "Oh no, LAPD needs five days to approve." And I was like, "What?" Yeah. I was like, and then before he even got any deeper in the conversation, I was like, um, "I was like, okay, copy that. I will be there in five minutes." He's like, "Wait, you're on the way now?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll be there in five rush my butt over there. I get there and I sat down with this man and I meet him in person. And I was like, all right, so what do I got to do to get this approved? You know, like how can we figure out how to get this approved? And like, there's obviously certain things in our production that we had and like we had a crane, we needed the crane to be on the street. And so there was like so many logistical things. We had a fake gun. So like there was all these little things, you know, that we had to, that we needed to get approved on the permit. And he was like, he was sitting there like, oh no, can't do that, can't do that, can't do that, can't do that. And I'm sitting there and I was like, look officer, I was like, tomorrow's the day we have to shoot. I was like, I'm down to do whatever I gotta do to make this happen. If I need to switch my call time, if I need to, if I need to tell them like, oh, we can only use one thing and not the other, like, just tell me how I can make this work. And like, I remember telling him, I'm sitting there with them and I look him in the eye, I was like, I'm gonna get this approved. We're gonna get this approval. <laughs> and he's sitting there like, kind of like, mm, okay, like whatever, like, and like, kind of like, you know, just like, brushing me off in a bit, yeah. but he was like, you know, 
he was like, what sign are you? And I was like, I'm an Aries. He was like, that's why. And I was like, why? He was like, so positive. He was like, he was like, never in my career has I have, has anything ever gotten approved in less than five days. And I was like, we're going to get this, sir. We're going to get this. Like, trust me, officer. And then like, I remember him, um, writes me down. I was like, oh, your, your handwriting's like my dad's. I was like, and, it, and like, there was like a, a connection that we had in a sense where it was like, please help me yeah. pull this off. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes as far as like cutting things yeah. in the production and getting approval and like letting the artists know. And thankfully this entire time I was super transparent with my clients. So I was like constantly emailing them like 24 seven for those last two days, letting them know, okay, so I'm here with it now waiting for this. Um, excuse me, hold on. Need a you said what? Oh, she, she said, I need some more coffee. Sometimes <laughs> when I get like in my storytelling, I get really excited and yeah, like, I feel, you, I feel you. Keep going. Keep going. Um, okay, you, you've so been, you're transparent with all your clients. You're talking to them, letting them know what's going on. This dude's handwriting looks like your dad's. Yeah. So like, I'm like, dude, I was like, please help me. I was like, and he, I, re I remember just looking in the eye and he was like, look, if you get this approval, he was like, I'm gonna make one call. I'm gonna make one more call and see if I can pull this off. Cause this whole time he's like, walking outside and making phone calls and he was like and he's like outside shaking his head like nope nope like getting denied for my approvals and i'm sitting there texting my director and i was like or my director and i was like all right you know he's outside you know we're gonna be fine we're gonna get this we're gonna get this i kept saying we're gonna get it and i literally told the officer we're gonna get this and next thing i know he comes back inside and he was like man i don't know what angel or who you have on your side right now but you're approved and i was like thank you wow. but literally if it wasn't me physically going down there and being the one like i couldn't if i would have just like stepped back and like had somebody else do this for me like they would have been able to be told no and take that as an answer you know what i mean i was right. told no and i didn't take it as an answer i was like let me fig let's figure this out like like this guy's from Inglewood. It was, he's also like a teacher over at the high school, you know, a Spanish teacher over there. So like, he's well known in the community. It's not like we're doing some crazy thing. Like, so it, it worked out, it worked out. But if it wasn't no, me physically that. doing that and putting the extra work and getting my hands dirty, I wouldn't have had that shoot. <laughs> right, but that probably goes to show for your character of like you being willing to do whatever it takes to make shit happen. You know what I mean? To literally go after it and make a project come to life. Like you're willing to exhaust all options to do that, which is so cool. Like, I guess, could you weigh into that as far as like being positive, but also being persistent and finding the fine balance? Cause at a certain point, I'm sure that could have gone the other way and you ha you may have had to give up. Obviously yeah. you went in there with the intention of that wasn't going to happen, but you know, what would you say to that? Um, so obviously you have to be prepared for the worst. And that's where the communication comes in. So like I said, I was really, really transparent with my client. I was like, there's a 50% chance that we'll get it and we won't. And that's just a reality. We got approved at a certain time and a certain date, you know, depending on the jurisdiction of the city, like we need a certain amount of time to permit. It's just what it is. Right. So it's something that's something, it's something that I couldn't really control, but if I could control it and if I could put the energy towards making it happen, I did, you know? Right. And I remember there was this one time too, I did a project with Andrew and I think it was one of the first ones it was actually, yeah, it was, the, I did like three projects with Andrew and Underwonder back to back. Um, this is the very first time I ever worked with them. Okay. And they, they, one of the, sh one of the shoots that they got awarded for, like we couldn't pull off a permit in LA because we needed three days. So I'm over here trying to, trying to figure out, all right, where can we shoot this? Where can we film this? Where can we film this? We ended up filming it. Um, 
oh, geez. I'm like, like it's the Zavi Award one. Norwalk, Norwalk. That's where she says right. the song. So we went to Norwalk, right? Um, and the reason, and the reason why we were at Norwalk, not only was it part of the song, but also like all the locations around it. Um, as far as permitting goes, it was such an easy process. So mm. we were already filming Zavi Award, like Zavi video in Norwalk. I had another video with Nassan and um, Andrew and we needed, we needed certain kind of houses and stuff like um, things like that. I drove to Norwalk. I started knocking on doors, like neighbors in the neighborhood that I was in, I was in for the Zavia video. God and then damn. went door to door and got and figured out a location that we were filming in and pulled off the Nassan at that same city. And it worked. You got the location from knocking on people's doors. Yeah, yeah, wow. it was in it was insane. I mean, it, I don't man. That takes balls. <laughs> it was crazy. I, hate, I couldn't do that shit. I'd be like, nah, it ain't worth it. Let's figure the long route and take that shit. <laughs> I'm just came right away. But that's why I love this job. Like, you know, you never know where you're gonna what's gonna happen. You have to be ready to roll with the punches and yeah. figure it out. And if well, that's really, I think, what will help you get farther is just the way you handle it. You know, and yeah, no, staying I positive. Agree. Do you think, um, last, like we could start wrapping it up, but for, as far as being, you know, willing to talk to your client about a project, they have all the goals and the ideas that they want to achieve. The director wants to achieve so many goals and everything. Is it important for you to kind of give a realistic expectation and then try to over deliver on that? You know, do, does that make sense? Um, I think so. Yeah. As far as like, and, okay, we can do this. And then for you, it's like, I'm going to try to make the location even better. I'm going to try to find a go, you know, this, do this favor with someone to make that even more impressive for them. Is, is that something that you try to do? Or is it always just kind of like, let's balance with whatever the money is? Um, no, I definitely, if there's a way to pull off something that the director really wants within budget, obviously I'll do it, you know? Um, and Again, sometimes it, it becomes an overage thing or it becomes a creative thing to where you need to get the approval. And again, it just really comes down to communication. I know when I did the Give Me Brain video, they wanted to do additional things in there um, that I think goes a request from Travis. So I was a few days out from production. Um, this happens on a lot of jobs, you know, like you just have, again, this, this happens consistently. So no matter what project you're working on, you just really got to be prepared for it. Right. Um, and just to figure it out. <laughs> but yeah. I ended up, um, getting quotes in for the give me brain video and it was more than what we had. So I immediately called up the label. I was like, Hey, this request is from Travis or whoever it came from at the moment, whatever that request came from. Um, this is what we need. This is how much more we need. Can we get this approved? Great. Let me come back to you couple hours later, we get approved. Boom. Oh. Easy. So, yeah. and obviously too, if there's, you know, sometimes the, they just won't approve something or they don't have the money or things just can't happen. So it becomes a thing where you get creative. It's like, Hey, I can't blow up your car, but what I can do, I can bring a, I can get my guy with a fire bar, put it in front. We'll just do a little bit of VFX, but at least you have some practicalness to it, right. you know, Yeah. to find that Not kind sure. of balance. That's awesome. Damn. Yeah. I love that. Uh, shit, this has been solid. You got, Woo! you got stories for days. Fuck, thank you for doing this shit. Um, is there anything I feel like we, we left out? I feel like we covered a lot of stuff. Obviously I want to get you in here and do a full interview with you someday. Cause that'd be fucking fire. Yeah. But, and I actually drink my coffee black with no cream all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking right. Um, last thing, let's end it with this for your downtime. Obviously we've been in quarantine and all that shit. What have been some of the things that you've been doing to stay kind of, you know, sharpen your tools or, or just to keep yourself busy? Anything that you could suggest to others out there? I'm very excited to talk about this because there's like a handful of things. I'm going to pinpoint them real quick for you. Okay. So um, 
I'll start it off with Instagram ads. You know, you see Instagram ads all the time. You don't really believe them. Mm. I started kind of investing in a few different ones that I've seen. I was like, you know, this actually looks pretty cool. This is cool. And I'm obsessed. So there's one that I saw. It's called Musician. I've had a guitar, an acoustic guitar since high school. Um, my friends in high school would teach me how to play. And it would be like, you know, like tabs. And it was just like not actual strums or any or chords or anything like that. Right. Um, and in three days of having downloading the app, I learned like the E chord and like different chords. And I was like, wow, I can actually learn how to do this. So that's been yeah. cool. I've been used to like making a little bit of time a day for that. Um, so my partner over at better days, Nat, he's super into fitness and he's actually sent me a ton of little things as far as like workouts, um, tools to get. So we're going to start doing like zoom class or zoom classes together, FaceTiming workouts, things like that to keep each other productive. Um, I, a lot of my friends are makeup artists. So my really good friend, Miss Lizzie B shouts out to her. Um, her and I actually FaceTimed the other day and she taught me how to do my makeup on FaceTime, which was interesting. So that's been really cool. And yeah, I've been, you know, just making my home feel like a home. Um, been putting up artwork. I finally put up this decal. I have a whole lot more to put up and stuff. So yeah, I've just been really using my time wisely. We've also like the company itself too has also been um, producing projects during quarantine, which has been great. So we're doing a lot of trailer edits, a lot of promotion for different artists. We got something with a young boy. We got some Kalani, like different things that are about to be rolling out pretty soon. So it's been good. It's just been staying busy, keeping positive, and you know keeping my mind right for sure. And like getting exercise in some life. You are a beast. You are a beast. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. Yeah, it was great. I'm going to put a link to your Instagram and shit in our description or whatever. So everyone needs to make sure you follow her. Um, But yeah, this was awesome. We got to get you on the podcast soon. Yes, I would love to. I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. This is exciting. (laughs) I'm glad. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Talk soon. bye. Bye. Boom, we're done. That's it for episode 183. Huge shout out to Andrea for coming on the show. Um, make sure to subscribe to the Black and Cream podcast if you're not already. And be sure to check out our other interviews this week from Dusty Kessler and Tony Ascenda. If you want a chance to ask any of our future guest questions during the Q&A experience on the podcast, you can do so by going to jointhehomies.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, you should do us a solid and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it because it helps us grow. Um, you can post a screenshot as well of this episode on your Instagram stories and let us know what your biggest takeaways are. We will repost the best ones. We love seeing that from you guys. So make sure to tag us at Black Window Cream. That is it for today. Enjoy the work week. Keep creating and we'll see you in a few days, you bitch.